Welcome back to WitGift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff, to parents, and to pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we're stepping into the world of boarding. Will Chaloner is the senior boarding housemaster, and he's joined by Jay Chang, deputy boarding housemaster. Together, we explore what boarding life is really like at WitGift. We're going to hear what it looks like, how it's so different to boarding life in the past, how boarding life changes for the boys as they advance through their years at school, and also what's in store for the future. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as I take you into the world of Whitgift Boarding with Will Chaloner and Jay Chang. Will and Jay, thank you both for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you both today? Uh, I'm really good, thanks. Excellent, Will. Uh, tell me a little bit about your day. How's it all looking today? It's a beautiful day in June. Tell me what's going on in your world. So it's uh, it's exam week here at, at Whitgift, so everyone's busy uh, with a bit of nervous kind of anticipation of, of what's ahead in each day. Uh, my day started this morning with uh, waking up all the boys in the house and kind of getting them on their way to breakfast. And then, as I say, the boys have very busy with their exams so we kind of got them off to uh to those in in one piece and then i i actually have been in a quite a long meeting this morning regarding some kind of marketing and admissions strategy and then a bit of admin this afternoon and then uh, and then into another admissions meeting actually followed by the podcast so one of the one of the things about exam week is that you're you're not teaching lessons obviously so i've had um quite a few kind of important meetings this week which have been good fun but uh yeah they take a bit of time but all very uh, all very interesting and exciting stuff school life is always busy time isn't it but uh, it's, it's good to hear the boys getting off to their exams and jay tell me a little bit about your experience of seeing the boys going off to their exams do, do, do you experience them being a bit nervous around about this time yeah definitely uh, i think especially the new students who've probably not come from a setting where they have public exams or certainly sort of we run the exam sessions as more as close to sort of a public exam as possible and it's a new experience for them and they obviously have a little bit of sort of apprehension should I say in terms of fulfilling their full potential and um, it's just helping those overcome those hurdles so to speak so but it's been a very helpful process for everyone and it's always great when they get the first couple of days out of the way and they're all very um, happy that they've managed to do well in their exams and they kind of take everything in their stride yeah often it's that build-up isn't it you know the, the the few days leading up to it but then after the after the first one's over and done with then you're in the stride of it and then things get start to get a lot easier will tell us a little bit about your own background your own education did you go to school in this part of the world or somewhere else yeah so my background is uh, i went to a school called bradfield college which is in in berkshire so i was there from yeah thir- 13 to 18 and uh, enjoyed my school days very much my dad was actually a teacher at the school I went to um, which was which was an interesting experience but it was a, a a great one nonetheless I think I was quite lucky on that front in that dad was quite a well-respected teacher at his school I then went off to uh, Loughborough University to, to study sports science and, and and again absolutely loved that played a played a lot of cricket while while getting my degree and unfortunately the, the cricket didn't quite work out for me well, I don't think I was quite good enough to to make it at the very top level but um obviously decided to go into teaching after my after completing my degree took a year out to do a, a year working in a prep school called Yateley Manor uh, over in Hampshire and then went back to Loughborough to do my PGCE working in kind of schools in Nottingham but based at Loughborough and then from 
from from Loughborough came came straight to Whitgift. So I've now I'm coming up to the end of my twelfth year at Whitgift. I've held various roles here, starting off as a PE and games teacher, then uh, becoming a deputy housemaster in the boarding house um, in Founders House when we first opened about nine years ago. Then took on the head of academic PE role, and then a couple of years later took on the house, the senior boarding house master role in Founders House. So whilst I've been here twelve years, I've held a few different roles and, and enjoyed every single one of them, and it's kind of kept things fresh and kept things exciting the, the whole time I've been here. And you know, re- really, really love being being part of the the, the staff body at Whitgift and, and teaching the boys who who come through the gates here. Fantastic! It's, it's a part of school life, really, isn't it? You know, and and it's great that whatever you're interested in as a part of school life you're often able to pick that up you know if you're interested in sport then you can pursue that within a teaching capacity at a school and it's great to hear that jay i'd love to know a little bit about your background as well where did you go to school i was born in korea south korea in seoul but i was fortunate enough that my father worked in singapore for a bit so as between the ages of four and nine i lived in singapore for a bit went back to Korea to live in Korea till I was 12. And then I moved to the UK again due to my father's work. And I actually grew up relatively locally to at gift school, but went to a school called City London Freemans, um, which is down in Ashton and actually have had experiences of playing rugby games against Whitgift and probably being in rather one-sided matches against them. But um, after that, I went to uh, to Warwick University to do BSc in maths, followed by a PGC at Oxford Uni. And then I started off actually in a placement school that I was in during my PGC in South Oxfordshire in a town called Wantage, called King Alfred's Academy. Um, I did a few kind of academic roles in within the department. So I mainly started off doing a head of key stage three role, working with a lot of primary schools and then moved to head of key stage four and then actually moved towards London in the middle of sort of a two year part time masters at Oxford Uni to start working at Whitgift. And that was very much sort of a personal kind of decision in terms of moving close to my brother and family closer to where where we are right now and having started with a gift there's sort of this natural opportunity in boarding and having sort of gone down the rabbit hole of an academic kind of route I've decided actually the pastoral route is also something that is quite an interesting role and I think when you work in education it's sort of centered and I know many many people might think of it as sort of two relatively separate identities in terms of pastoral and academic but ultimately it just centers around the individual students and how we best support them and that's sort of been a great thing to explore in terms of pastoral role and I've worked sort of from non-residential tutor to residential tutor to deputy housemaster to housemaster so it's sort of been a kind of a steep learning curve but i've enjoyed every single moment of it that's good to hear and thanks for all that background that's really good jay and now will tell us a little bit about what boarding looks like at Whitgift. let's just presume for a moment that you're talking to me as a prospective parent or a current parent for that matter and let's let's imagine that i know nothing at all about boarding at Whitgift. what does it all look like yeah so to to give you the kind of fundamentals we're a founder's house is 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 Whitgift's boarding house so there's one there's one house of uh, just over 100 100 students so it's quite a large house in 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 the grand scheme of things i think typically when you go to 
schools where the majority of the students are boarders you might have kind of a number of smaller houses but we're one kind of quite big house we run from years nine all the way up to 13 and typically the house is split roughly 50 50 between years nine to 11 and then in the sit form so we have around kind of 55 to 60 in years nine ten and eleven and then the same number in the in the sit form and in terms of in terms of the makeup of the house obviously by, by definition uh, boarding wise we do have you know we do uh, welcome boys from not just the uk but overseas and we're seeing that number grow and get stronger year on year so uh, presently we're about we've got about 60 overseas students and 40 uk based or sorry for 60 percent overseas students and 40 percent uk based uh, and that number is going up what that means is we have a the community at Whitgift within the within the founders houses is, is is a relatively constant one you know we don't have that situation situation whereby we've got there's only kind of 20 or 30 boys sticking around at the weekend there's a really good kind of community of students here who live on site at Whitgift all year round during term time which you know which is which is really great and it means that a there's always someone around to to kick a ball around with or to watch a movie with or to have a game of pool with and and obviously all those students get get the get use of the school's facilities and and get the chance to enjoy what what Whitgift has to offer on a on a on a day-to-day basis i think um the other thing in in terms of what i've seen is that it's one of the kind of newest boarding environments if that makes sense in terms of obviously Whitgift has traditionally been a day school and it's only been quite recent that we've kind of had a boarding house and with that kind of obviously we've worked really hard to establish sort of good working environments and and those kind of backgrounds and there are certain traditions that I suppose that it's really exciting because we always communicate it with the students here that actually being one of the first members of students or members of the house to come through Wickiff boarding, they're almost the kind of flag bearers and they're the people who could actually set up those kind of traditions that may live on for another hopefully you know another 425 years that we celebrated last year and it's that kind of excitement I think that really helps kind of develop that community and that sense of belonging within the house as well and from from a staff perspective I suppose it it also has allowed us to being the only house it's it's allowed us to be really agile and kind of work with a lot of different kind of changes and everything in terms of obviously you're not changing 10 different houses in terms of how they operate and so on so it's really been um, an exciting last sort of nine and a bit years or coming up to 10 years now i love this agility and flag bearers this sounds fantastic now will some of the people listening to this may be parents of children and their understanding of boarding school in the i'm guessing 80s and 90s will be different to today some people listening might be grandparents of children and they may have gone to school in the 60s and 70s or even back in the 50s i imagine that boarding is very different now compared to how it used to be in the past tell us a little bit about some of those differences yeah, so I think I think Jay alluded to the fact that particularly at Whitgift, where the facility we we actually are housed in in Founders House is is second to none. You know, it's the modern facilities that the boys have at their disposal to to 
to live in and to enjoy and to feel safe and comfortable and, and all those things that that make boarding here um, such an exciting prospect or um, you know make it feel like home. How have things changed? Well, one of the things would be the the, the quality of the facilities. I think I know every school is kind of motivated to improving their general facilities, but we're we're lucky in that sense in that we have a custom built relatively new you know less than 10 years old boarding house in terms of the you know educational philosophy of boarding it's a bit of a tricky issue to grapple with because obviously there 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 have been some challenges to to the boarding education particularly over the last you know in in, in recent history which have kind of only recent recently come to light um and i would and i would suggest that in many cases we're we're lucky in that we're we're able to learn from the from the mistakes of the past and in terms of the onus on schools being very much more pupil centered and to to listen to the students and and exactly what it is that they that they want out of their education and and the passions that they want to pursue i think there's very very much a the, the old model of boarding used to be you know keep the students busy and put on lots of activities for them that they are obliged to kind of take part in there are still obviously lots of activities and 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 things going on but the breadth and the ability for students to kind of choose their own path is huge these days whereas i think it was very much a kind of cookie cutter you do you you know you you turn up to school you go to your lessons you do your rugby you do your homework you go to bed whereas now there's there's still that structure but in terms of your choice of options and the way in which students are listened to in terms of their choices their options the way things are run within a boarding house it's very much more um very much more listened to and i would also just say that the 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 big thing is the onus on um pastoral care and you know obviously the the mental health agenda at the moment is is a huge thing in both in boarding education and in you know the wider educational context but i think the onus on schools to be to be really looking after not only the you know the physical needs as i alluded to with the you know the the, where they live making sure the accommodation is high quality all of these kind of things but also the psychological needs of students in terms of you know having staff who are there to be their advocate making sure that they're that they're looked after in terms of you know making sure that there's that bullying is if it exists is stamped out straight away but also just making sure that everyone every boy and student in the house knows how to coexist with each other and and knows that everyone in the house has a right to um to enjoy their experience and i feel like a lot of those traditional views of boarding school as as kind of potentially quite cold places where you're expected to fit into a certain category uh, you know are definitely relics of the past and, and we're we're very much looking forward to a you know a boarding outlook where the individual is celebrated and where students can have their voice and can be supported by staff who have you know the the interest of the child at its very center but also have the benefits of um you know of all the the information and and data collection and all of these kind of things that that can allow them to really provide the very best pastoral care for for our young people i think um from my perspective of or, or adding more context to with a more specific wit context to this i think we've been quite privileged in the sense of we have a quite big boarding team 
we've had, we've got a lot of staff who come in as tutors or some are residential tutors who have many strings to their bow in terms of their school life. They may be heads of department, they may be assistants in terms of language assistance or or different subjects and everything as such. And I think the kind of the model of sort of WICF boarding is very much centered on giving more kind of smaller group focuses in terms of the individual student, making sure they're really pursuing their passions and, and really getting to know the students well, that we build great relationships with them and we know each individual boy is, as well, you know, as well as we can. And I think those elements probably, I think there's certainly a, a, a culture of boarding that's made painted in the media and in in sort of in certain avenues where people have, may have had certain experiences whereas recently you know it's it's very much a case of we're we're constantly looking to improve our provision it's not a case of we're very much satisfied with how boarding's working because we're you know we're getting great students through our our school we're getting great results it's it's very much uh you know certainly will and i will sit down very regularly and unfortunately sometimes till about you know 12 30 one o'clock in the evening just talking about what provisions and how how we can improve what we've done and it's that reflective process i think that people may not have the insight as to what we do as boarding staff is that constant review and challenging each other to to provide the best we can for every individual in the house. I mean, even some of these phrases that I'm that I'm hearing here, you know, about listening to the pupil voice, and when, when you talk about mental health, of course, as well, you know, these these are phrases that just weren't even being used or or even talked about, not even thought about in the 60s, 70s, and probably not in the 90s either. Uh, so it's great to see how that's changed now. Um, tell us a little bit about how boarding changes. You know, you, you mentioned about year nine and about you know sixth form age. I mean, how is it different if you're a year nine boy compared to being a year 12 or a year 13 boy? There are the obvious developmental differences between a a, a year nine all the way up to a year 13. And in terms of the day to day differences, the, you know, for all intents and purposes, the structure that each boy goes through is, is is the same. But what I would say is, obviously, the the younger boys um, we potentially have to scaffold their their kind of experience a little bit more by by giving them some some more structure. So particularly around things like homework and homework times. So for example, years nine and ten, they will do their homework in a supervised environment in in the library particularly while they're just developing those good habits and and that allows us to kind of set the expectations for those students in year 11 they they move back into the house and can and can kind of we give them a bit more trust as it were to 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 do things independently and then same again same again with the sit formers you know by by that stage you hope that good habits are instilled um and and ultimately but you know at that point boys should be at a point where whereby they can structure their own learning and if and if they can't then then we we aim to support them as much as we possibly can with a with a kind of guiding hand the 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 other big differences in terms of you know how it how the experience may differ for the for the younger students to the older students i think the younger students particularly the year nines when they come into the school we're we're looking to give them as much opportunity to kind of experience what the school has to offer that doesn't mean that we're not further down the school but obviously in year nine there isn't 
as much pressure from the public exams therefore they can kind of the boys can really explore the options of the sporting and um, music drama dv we really want to encourage them to to throw as much into that as possible um in the knowledge that in years not 10 and 11 that they're probably going to have to be a bit more selective with what they they choose in terms of you know it's not possible to play for three sports teams being a orchestra and and do dv unless you're a very organized student we do have some boys doing that <laughs> but but that possibly the but kind of in a natural way the boys um, make their selection and, and and kind of focus on on one or two things and then obviously in the sick form you make your a level or ib selections and, and that gives you even even more focus at, at that level i think um in, in again in terms of sort of founders house itself the experiences sort of obviously as will says it we have a, a more of a support program with the younger year nines year tens who come in where we ha- would have more sort of focus groups reflective sessions talking about different sort of pshee type topics in terms of um I mean, we we sort of have the social moral sort of cultural development programs and in in terms of that we we would have sort of more group discussions in terms of um, how their emotions are, what relationships are and, and those kind of bits as well. But in terms of the co sort of cohabiting in, in a house of different ages, the, I suppose they kind of experience something that is kind of a modeling thing where you'd have a lot of the older boys who have great relationships with um, younger students and I suppose I mean when we talk about pre-COVID times we had a year 13 boy sat with a year 9 boy at breakfast or at dinner just chatting away as if they're sort of good friends and it's sort of that really is the strength of Founders House where I suppose the difference you could say is that as a year nine student coming in, you'd very much be sort of the little brother, but you end up growing into that older brother where you can associate back to the year nine who's a little bit homesick, who can, you know, put the arm around the individual to say, you know, I was in the same situation. And, you know, when it's your first team rugby captain who's coming around to tell your your year nine student that they were homesick as well it kind of breaks down that kind of barrier um, or image that everyone's doing fine and it's those kind of things where I suppose again it's sort of that challenging some of those masculinity of being especially in a boys school of being sort of everything's fine or you know I just need to put my head down and get through this and it's sort of those conversations I think are pretty one of the key differences where they gain a bit more independence but also a lot of responsibility and it's not like we're piling on the kind of expectation that they take on all this responsibility but they have that those kind of soft touches and I think they're the kind of things that they develop over the time and kind of mirror as well what they've received from um, older students as well and they can kind of relate really well with some of the youngest students. Well, we're coming to the end of this uh, podcast episode, but I'd love to know in a snapshot if you can give us a bit of a bit of an insight into what the future of boarding looks like at Whitgift. Well, I think it's really exciting first and foremost. We've I think the last 2 years for for everyone with relation to to the coronavirus pandemic have have, have provided a, quite a few challenges that have taken up a lot of bandwidth in terms of just 
just the day-to-day running of schools and we're really excited to kind of crack on with some of the ideas and some of the initiatives that we we we've been hoping to put in place but unfortunately kind of covid has put on pause so i think jay alluded to the, to our kind of um social moral spiritual and cultural program which you know we we fully intend to ensure that each boy um, not only receives kind of an, an education that that satisfies their academic needs but also that you know it builds the whole the whole person i think certainly almost whilst we've been in the pandemic so many issues have arisen and so much onus has has been placed on um kind of cultural sensitivity and and tolerance and and we're very excited to build on 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 some of those uh, blocks that have already put in place i think we so, so one one aspect of the house that we haven't mentioned yet is is the is our family system which is essentially a vertical peer support uh, system which for obvious reasons covid has has meant has been a has been a bit of a struggle um and we're, we're really looking forward to seeing how we can foster some belonging and connection through different year groups by by integrating the the younger boys with the older boys which clearly hasn't been possible due to things like bubbling and zoning to stop the spread and all of this kind of thing so we're really looking forward to to building on that front and actually the the other thing i would i would really say is that we, this year we've got a particularly strong group of um, prefects who we're hoping will will be able to put some of their ideas into place and as and as jay alluded to earlier you know start build on some more traditions that we that we really hope will will stand the test of time and that will be here to stay for years and years i think it's a really exciting time to be a boarder at whitgift i think it's a, a, a very exciting time and everyone's kind of energized by by the fact that september will be the first time in a couple of years where we won't have to be thinking as much about the restrictions that covid has uh, has dealt us i mean they're they're the key things really we're just looking forward to kind of um building on on what we've what we've done and what's potentially had to be on pause over the last couple of years and and, and really looking forward to seeing our students develop and 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 realize their potential and, and really thrive in this environment that sounds awesome that really does well look, we do need to bring this to an end now so will and jay thank you both for being here thanks for opening up this world of boarding to us all at whitgift thank you thank you very much. thank you So that was Will Chaloner and Jay Chang talking all about boarding life at Whitgift. Thank you both of you for giving up your time to share all of this with us here today. Now that's it for this episode. Our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.